Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 294 of Optimal Living Advice. I'm your host, Greg Audino, and this is the show on which I take listener questions about struggles with love and life and offer some guidance and support as best I can. Now, this time, however, we will be doing something a little bit different. So, a recent email that I got from a listener has prompted more of an educational or informational episode on a topic that feels highly important to clear the air on. So without further ado, let's jump right in and start optimizing your life. So for those who listen to Optimal Relationships Daily, uh, I recently got some listener feedback via email in regards to a comment that I made in the outro of episode 1487. In short, I was listing off some common sacrifices we have to make when entering into relationships, and one that I mentioned in that list was polyamory. Now, this listener, a long-time listener who's been supporting the network since the very beginning, well before I came along, (laughs) uh, and who happens to be polyamorous himself, reached out with a little bit of concern as it was his interpretation that I was suggesting that a relationship could still function healthily if a person was forced into polyamory. Obviously, this is an idea that he disagreed with, rightfully so, and we had a really great exchange in which I expressed what I meant to say and probably didn't articulate well enough, definitely didn't articulate well enough. So what I meant and what this listener and I are on the same page about is needing to sacrifice one's own desire to be polyamorous should they be entering into a monogamous relationship. So being that most relationships are monogamous, one of the sacrifices made by those who are willing to enter into a monogamous relationship would be that inclination to date or experiment with several different people at once. Anyway, it was a really nice back and forth with a listener who's obviously very passionate about both our network and polyamory, and I got to thinking that it would be a really it would be really valuable to just spend an entire episode touching briefly upon polyamory, what it is, how it is similar to and different from consensual non-monogamy, also referred to as ethical non-monogamy, and so on. Obviously, this is a major part of contemporary dating, and it's important to us that you can trust us to both provide some insight on it, as well as trust that we support you should this be a part of your dating life or your relationships. Obviously, we can only scratch the surface here, so we'll do what we can, and uh, also provide some resources at the end that come recommended by the listener who reached out. So, I personally am not polyamorous, nor do I practice consensual non-monogamy. 
And the most direct involvement I've had with it, aside from knowing some people who are polyamorous, uh, would be that I used to be in a therapist training group with a therapist who specialized in this area and obviously spoke very extensively on it. But what I've always felt to be the most important factor when it comes to talking about polyamory is how incredibly nuanced it is, and therefore how critical it is for people in polyamorous relationships to communicate and live by the boundaries that feel right to them. This listener who reached out seems to be in agreement with this, and he had the following to say, quote, Everyone has their own unique flavor of polyamory, many with conflicting viewpoints. It is not a monolith by any means, but there are some tenets that are generally shared. Simply put, it is a form of ethical non-monogamy, ENM, in which participants have multiple partners. This differs from things like swinging or other less defined ENM arrangements in that the focus is more on personal autonomy to pursue relationships rather than strictly physical intimacy. The language here matters. Swinging, open relationships, etc. can be a part of polyamory, but are not equivalent to it. End quote. So, to put it broadly, polyamory is a sector of ethical or consensual non-monogamy, which is the agreement between partners to have some degree of physical or romantic involvement with another person. Again, those degrees vary widely. And it's important for anyone entertaining any shred of consensual non-monogamy to identify the degree to which they are comfortable taking it. In some cases, it's no physical intimacy. In others, it's just physical intimacy. Maybe both or all partners choose this, or maybe just one does. Uh, it might only be allowed at certain times, places, or with certain people. The variability is almost immeasurable. So, it's important to be specific when discussing this as partners. And polyamory is the term used for when partners can entertain other romantic relationships. Now, of course, it's also its own umbrella uh, under which you might have, you know, two people dating others separately, or a third partner entering into the relationship in a primary role, etc. Our listener also made reference to how some of these hierarchies exist. And he said, quote, Hierarchical polyamory is an arrangement where, typically an established couple, explores secondary relationships with others, but in practical terms puts most energy into the primary relationship. This is very common, especially in newly opened couples still exploring. It can be problematic in that it exerts what is called couple's privilege. Secondary partners' needs may be ignored, and in some cases they can be victims of the veto. One of the primary partners rejects the secondary partner, thus effectively ending the relationship without the secondary partner having a say. For some people, this is actually an ideal arrangement. Not everyone wants to be as involved with their partner or partners, particularly if they are long distance, have limited availability, or are in some way not fully emotionally available. End quote. And he then offers some insight on non-hierarchical polyamory, uh, which is what he himself practices and is, quote, where all partners slash relationships are free to reach their own level like water. No veto power, although healthy communication will allow partners to express each other's misgivings, etc., that they may have about metamors, partner of a partner, if there are issues, but rather open dialogue. Essentially, everyone involved is responsible for themselves and has the expectation of communicating needs 
slash scheduling times with their partners. End quote. So again, we see the variation is almost limitless. And if you are in or considering any form of polyamory or consensual non-monogamy, it is of utmost importance to know what variation works for you and yours. Why? Because it can be a very, very isolating type of relationship to be a part of. When compared to more traditional monogamous relationships, there's a significant lack of information, particularly for parents in polyamorous relationships, which is an absolute possibility. There's a significant lack of attention, societal support, and also models to follow. People in these types of relationships often feel they need to fend for themselves, and therefore get a little bit lost when it comes to navigating this form of love that they want to express. And, you know, there will be inevitable experimentation, mix-ups, and, in many cases, boundaries that you don't know you have until they're violated. Jealousy and cheating are still realities within the sphere of polyamory, both of which need to be worked through on the partnership's own terms. You know, it's great if you're partnered with a person or persons who are patient with this learning experience and you all grow stronger because of it, but that's not always the case. There's a lot of potential volatility to be had, so communication every step of the way is particularly important. Now, we're running short of time, but as I said, our listener has graciously provided us with some resources, so I'm going to list them off for you here before we get to the outro. The books that he recommends include Opening Up, Polysecure, and The Anxious Person's Guide to Non-Monogamy. Podcasts that he recommends include Multiamory, Savage Love, that's a really popular show that seems to be cherished by anyone I know who listens to it, Non-Monogamy Help, Normalizing Non-Monogamy, and Making Polyamory Work. And then he also recommends the Non-Monogamy Help blog, the Polyphilia blog, and PolyamFam Instagram page, and also the Facebook group Sincerely Sky Coaching, which offers coaching and counseling for people pursuing polyamory, and can also be reached via email at SincerelySkyCoaching at gmail.com. Okay, everyone, and a big thank you for listening today. Whether or not you currently practice or are interested in practicing polyamory, I certainly hope that we had listeners coming from monogamous relationships as well uh, who were interested in taking the time to learn. I'm going to do my usual pitch and uh, let you know that if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to help out with or discuss on the show, you can email them to me at advice at oldpodcast.com, oldpodcast.com. And I just want to say, I hope you know that this absolutely includes questions about polyamory or consensual non-monogamy. This is absolutely a free space for any and all discussion. So the last thing I would want is for any of you, regardless of how rare or taboo you might feel your lifestyle or particular situation is, to feel as though you can't come to me. So please don't hesitate. I am here for you regardless. But with that, everyone, we're going to wrap up. Thank you once again to everyone involved in this episode. Um, It ended up being extremely collaborative. And I hope to see you again for the Monday show after the weekend. That's where your optimal life awaits.